Hello, it's me, Samantha, or Sam. That thing is so freaking loud. Um, This is my podcast that you're listening to, so thanks. Thanks for being here, and thanks for listening. Happy Friday. Look, I... I, everything that I read about podcasts says the most important thing, the most important thing is consistency. Um, and I, I pretty well have failed at what appears to be the most important thing from everything that I've read. You know, I wish that I could say I'll record, you know, there'll be a new post every, I wish that I could say there'll be a new recording every Tuesday. There'll be a new recording every Thursday. But I'm just going to be honest with you that that's not really a, a realistic expectation to put on myself. Just for example, if I would have said I'm going to record on Monday night for a posting on Tuesday and wanted to commit to that, I, out of nowhere this week on Monday, I had three hours of charting that I had planned on doing on Sunday, but wasn't able to do because my computer system was down. So it's those types of things between jobs and kids that I just cannot plan for. So I hate to say, I hate to not be consistent. And I'm sorry for that. Of course, my brother told me that it felt like I was posting a new episode every day. I mean, that's a little dramatic, Luke, but um, I really have been trying to do once a week. But, uh, you know, I can't really commit to a single day. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Tuesday, I could have maybe said I'll record on Tuesday and post on Wednesday. No, Tuesday of this week, I uh, ended up having about three hours worth of training that I all unexpectedly had to do online. So that night was shot. I also, it's this, the weather this week has been typical Ohio. It rained all day uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, which was Wednesday was Halloween. And so a lot of the, well, my community ended up changing their trick-or-treating to Tuesday night like it was no big deal. So then I'm Monday in a panic to 1 a.m., not in a panic, just really annoyed for the, for the majority of, <laughs> for the most part. I'm up till 1 a.m. finishing costumes. Here, do, you, do y'all ever do this? And I, I rarely do it because I, I, I did it a lot when my son was little. And then I was like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not putting myself through this stress. This is not the kind of person that I am. I don't know why I keep trying to be this person when it's not who I am. I remember when he was like four years old. Oh my gosh. These, these giant vultures in the middle of the road and that one was a really slow flyer and I almost hit it if I wouldn't have stopped I would have hit it and y'all would have witnessed that oh my gosh um when my son was like four years old he wanted to do a superhero birthday party had a bunch of little friends from preschool that came and I decided like an idiot that I was going to make his cupcakes and I was going to decorate them and I was going to do superhero designs on them. And first of all, has anybody ever tried to make red icing? Um, it tastes like a penny. Basically, it tastes like metal. Like <laughs> the dye that you have to use to get, a, get icing to be red. It's terrible. And really, it, I never really got it to red. It was completely pink. Um, and then when I tried to, I think I was trying to do like the Batman symbol. It just looked like a giant pair of lips. So then I had all these cupcakes, this nasty icing, and it just looked like I had drawn a set of lips on all of them. It was terrible. It was terrible. I tried uh, I tried for my daughter's first, first birthday, my seven-year-old. I did the same thing for her. I actually borrowed tools. Like, my aunt is a super fancy baker, cake decorator. I borrowed some of her um, icing tools to do her cupcakes. It just looked like a giant turd of icing on the top of the cupcakes. Just a straight up dog turd. And so, so I'm not, I'm not exactly skilled in the area of, of being crafty or cre- and or creative. And I, I'm okay with that. It's just not my, it's not my deal. But every once in a while, I get a wild hair, like maybe now I am, maybe I'll try it now. And, you know, 
my kids were, my daughter um, had a Dorothy costume from the Wizard of Oz. We love the Wizard of Oz. She was really excited. And then, so I thought, well, what could the babies be? That would be cute. I tried to convince my 11-year-old to be the Tin Man. And then I could have just bought a lion costume and thrown together a scarecrow costume. But no, no, no. He's too cool. He can't do it. So I decided to um, have the babies be munchkins and made some uh, little shoe covers for the two-year-old with some flowers and uh, made a little flower pot. This is the prettiest road I think I've ever been on. There's, I, I don't know if I'm just getting old. I am getting old. This is a side note. <laughs> But I have literally had, like, my breath taken away by how beautiful the fall colors are this year. How old lady am I? Like, I I look at trees. I'm like, that is so pretty. <laughs> I don't know what it is this year. I must be really hitting middle age where stuff like that just draws my attention. I remember I'd be driving with my mom and she'd be like, oh, look at that house. Would you look at it? Look at it. Oh, look at that. And I'd be so annoyed. I'd be like, I don't care about anybody else's house. I don't care about some dumb tree changing colors. I don't care about some dumb flower. But now I'm pushing 40 and I'm like, oh, would you look at this? Would you look at the trees changing colors? The other day I actually said, oh, the trees have just changed colors overnight. I mean, I'm old. I'm an old, old lady and I don't care. I'm, I kind of love it. It's, it's perfect for me. Most people had a yard full of ducks do it i should just record like all the crazy stuff that i see throughout the day that would be entertaining enough i see a lot of weird stuff i posted on instagram yesterday a picture of these people's yard they just had it had a tassel at the top of it so i think it was a corn stalk but i'm telling you when i say that these things were 20 feet tall that's probably conservative they had these giant corn stalks throughout their yard that were just huge I actually looked at the top thinking that maybe it was a sunflower which would have been extraordinary in itself no I think they were giant corn stalks I I don't know what they were doing but they had them you know around their fence row sporadically not even like placed in a certain I don't know I don't know I took a picture of it because I was really intrigued and I wanted to know more about it but you know it's not like I can go knock on a door I guess I could have could have just knocked on the door (laughs) should have recorded that interaction excuse me um what's going on with your landscaping plan here i'm I'm really interested in it i really want to know more about it anyway that was a side note um yeah so so monday night at 1 a.m i'm basically having a full-on panic attack because i'm angry with myself for once again trying to be a person that I'm not and take on a homemade costume uh, when I definitely am the person who needs to just buy a costume and not not be not be that person but it all worked out I got it worked out it was fine it looked cute you can check out the Instagram pictures or Facebook it's on my personal Facebook so don't be a creeper if you're uh, not friends with me check out my Instagram instead it's.me.sam.podcast on Instagram. Check it out. This month is National Adoption Month. Guess who isn't adopting their babies this month because the county is slower than molasses. It drives me nuts. I really wanted to be on the news. Not really. That would have been a nightmare. No, but you can be on the news if you adopt a child on National Adoption Day, which I think is the 15th of November or something like that. Yeah, that ain't happening. I'm not doing it. Probably won't be till after the first of the year, which is honestly makes me feel a little bit relieved because from now until the first of the year, I might as well just say Happy New Year because it's a blur. I'm not going to, like, I I don't even, I don't sleep. I was looking at my Fitbit today to see. I'm like, why am I so tired? Oh, yeah. I've gotten five, four and a half to five hours of sleep every night this week. And that's consistently how it'll be through the end of the year. Because I have, you know, it's November 2nd. My son's birthday, his 12th birthday is on the 20th. 
and then uh, Thanksgiving, which I think I'm about to get roped into hosting Thanksgiving. How in the world does, does the person with four kids, you know what, I love it though. I did it once before, and I really enjoyed it. I'm kind of hoping that I do it, secretly hoping that I get picked to host again. I just want, I don't want to have to do anything other than have a clean house, and I will make a turkey. Listen, my grandma, on her last Thanksgiving, she straight up told me to my face that the turkey that I made was the best turkey she'd ever tasted. So, come at me. I suck at cooking just as much as I suck at doing crafts but listen I made that turkey and I made it well and my grandma told me she was 80 something years old she'd been eating turkey for you know 80 years best turkey she'd ever had so obviously I know what I'm doing I had no clue I just put it in a bag and put it in the oven people made it out like oh are you are you sure you know how to do it my aunt was texting me my mom was nervous she was texting me my cousins were, were making sure I had it done. It was, I put it in a bag and I put it in the oven. That was it. That was the extent of it. I just baked it. It was not that hard. Uh, yeah. So Thanksgiving and then turn around. The baby's first birthday is on December 17th. You know I got to do it big. You know I go big for the first birthday. Uh, and then turn around and, and have uh, Christmas. And then my mom went ahead. My mom is annoying and has her birthday the day after Christmas so dumb so annoying so then I gotta do that then I gotta you know kids have two weeks of school off what am I gonna do with them I don't know leave them at home alone probably I gotta work I don't have any vacation time I was thinking today I haven't taken I haven't had a vacation like a like a week you know like a week off I haven't had a vacation in two years this is why I'm crazy this is why I'm going nuts because I've not, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't take the time off. I've got too much going on. So, whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, it's pretty much a blur from here through New Year's. So, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad to not have to, on top of everything else, try to rush through putting together an adoption and, you know, a party. And, of course, they have to have matching clothes. And, of course, you have to hire a photographer. And you have to have the signs and you have to have all the you know pictures and video you know of course you have to it has to be done up the right way these kids deserve like the most pageantry as possible for their adoption day and you know I'll do it like I'll go over the top I remember when my when my seven-year-old when it was her first birthday you know, of course I did everything. I did all the food, decorations, planning, all of it. And I was still married at the time to her dad. And I remember I was sitting at the dining room table and I was like cutting paper and gluing and pictures and all kinds of fancy stuff. And my husband, her dad at the time was like, do you think you might be doing too much? It's her first birthday. And I remember looking at him like, what are you even talking about? (laughs) Is it? I don't think I'm doing enough, to be honest with you. Is it even possible to do too much for a child's first birthday? Yeah. No. Are they going to remember any of it? No, absolutely not. But you know what? You only turn one once, and it's a big deal. Especially for these babies, these little babies. They've made it. They've survived, basically. Little warrior babies coming out and out of a messy, uh, <laughs> messy 10 months of... The, everything that they were exposed to and being preemie and just little little babies just surviving they're doing they're they're they made it to a year old i want to celebrate them and i'm going to make it huge so yeah look for that first of the year lots of pictures lots of adoptions adoption stuff going on i'm going to be that the mom who's adopting two single ba- a single mom adopting two babies at one time like a crazy person i'm so excited so what else are we going to talk about? I need to start asking you all questions because sometimes like I have things that I want to talk about, but maybe there's some things that y'all want to talk about. I don't want to be insensitive. I don't want to be rude. Um, well, here's, here's the, here's the thing that I want. One thing I want to talk, I want to say that I want to stay focused with this podcast I mean sometimes if I'm feeling like 
overwhelmed or it's been a heavy week or I'm feeling like I don't want to, you know, it, it'd be too much for me to get into a real heavy topic. I mean, y'all know, sometimes I will do just a question and answer, goofy stuff, a would you rather with a guest or something, just to keep it kind of light here and there. But um, I do want to just reiterate that the reason that I decided to start this podcast was because I have, uh, I've been through some stuff and I really believed, I really believed for a long time that I was doing, I was doing myself and I was doing other women and men a disservice, especially ones that had gone through some of the same things that I had gone through or similar things by not talking about how I had gotten through it and how I had kind of survived those types of those things. And I, I really felt like <clears throat> for a long time that I needed somehow to be able to communicate with the world how what God had done in my life and how I had made bad choices and, and encouraged people not to make the same bad choices that I had. Um, and so I, I think I, you know, I talked about this. I tried to start a blog and you think a podcast takes a time commitment? Oh my goodness. I couldn't do it. Here's another one of these giant vultures in the road. I really would love to not hit it. Oh, yep. Here it goes right in front of my car. Those things are terrible. That'd mess my car up. Especially if it hit my windshield. Here's another one. Am I going to hit it? Nope. Um, I think I wrote one blog post and, you know, it took an hour to write it and then you got to edit it and then you posted it and I created the website and blah, blah, blah. It was just an ordeal. It was way more time than what I had. So when I started looking at like, where do I have time in my day that I'm not committed to something else or that I don't need to be doing something else and that I could just... So this was it. This was the time that I have when I'm driving um, from in between patients' houses. Obviously, I'm not doing anything else but driving. So I'm not, I can't type a blog while I'm driving. (laughs) I mean, I can do a lot while I'm driving, but that's a little, that's pushing it. So this was it. This was the way that I could, I could do my job. I could not take away from my kids. I could not take away from my house and my work that I needed to do in the evening, but I could still fulfill what I felt like was kind of a mandate, like all my life of sharing my stories and sharing about, you know, how God had worked in my life and what God had done in my life and just the crazy that it, that has gone on and how I've kind of, for the most part, <laughs> come out on the other side standing. So that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I take the time to do it. That's why I'm sticking with it. I'm not it's not like I'm, uh, uh, I'm doing it for any type of, um, I'm not doing anything for any type of, there's no money. There's no, um, there's no, like anybody's looking at me or anybody's, you know, any contact. I did have somebody actually contact me yesterday for, of all things to write, a con- to contribute to her blog. I was like, dag on it. Now I got to sit down and write something. I said, can you take a video, can you take a voice recording and you transcribe it? How about that? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just not, it's not for any type of glory for myself. I just really want to point to God and I really want for people to hear that like you can do it. You can be a single mom. You can be a parent. You can be a wife. You can, you can be a part of this world and function in a way that is successful and functional and in and there's going to be things that happen in your life that are maybe similar to things that have happened in my life and you can get through them and and here's how I did it and hopefully it'll be helpful I want to be helpful I want to be encouraging so yeah that's why I'm here I wanted to remind myself of that and remind y'all it'd be easy to just kind of forget about this podcast and and not stick with it but I do want to I do want to stick with it and I do want to continue um continue to record and and get get some information out to the world or to the six people that listen whatever we're doing here <laughs> I don't care um, 
So I want to get into it. The other day I was on Facebook and I saw um, a friend of mine that I went to college with. She posted, I don't want to give a lot of, I don't want to be real specific because I haven't, um, you know, want to protect her privacy, but essentially what she did was she posted a question about if anybody had any suggestions for like uh, discipline or for help with a child that she has that has has had some behavior issues but from what it what it sound like only in a specific environment and I've seen I mean it doesn't have to this doesn't have to be about her I've seen this exact question written a hundred different ways you know behavior problems at church behavior problems at school how do you deal with it what should I do what should I do about a defiant two-year-old what should I do about a three-year-old who throws tantrums every time we go to the grocery store and throws eggs on the ground and smash you know whatever I've seen the same variation of question written a hundred different times um it just so happens in her situation and I should say like I said I'm on a lot of foster parent and adoption um groups on Facebook so I see this question written about other foster children adopted children her children are adopted and so she was so she asked this question and then there were a lot of comments and then um, you know a lot of people were saying I'm going through the same thing my kid does this too they're great at school they're great at church they're they're a monster at home and her comment that I that really stood out to me and it, kind of, it made me just really really heavy-hearted and just sad was that she said, nobody's talking about this stuff. Nobody's talking about how hard it is to parent. And especially nobody's talking about how hard it is to parent a kid who has a, a trauma history, who has had a rough start in their life, you know, and has been adopted. Nobody's talking about um, kids that have disabilities or have limitations and have behavior problems and you know and, and how to deal with those nobody's posting pictures of their kid on Facebook um, at a therapist or at a um, admitted into the psychiatric hospital because they've they've attempted suicide um, nobody's posting pictures of <laughs> their children at um, therapy because they've not met, you know, their motor skills and their goals for development. Nobody's talking about their kids' speech and how they're in speech therapy every week because they can't talk. You know, no one's really, and and here's the thing, I I don't want to say that people are this and you know not genuine or not being authentic or not being real about their lives I don't think that's it because I don't honestly think that social media is the place for posting things along those lines you know I think that it I think honestly if we if we go way back if we take it way back to when Facebook was first created the purpose of Facebook when it was made was for students that were in college. You know, if you remember, initially, you couldn't even get a Facebook account unless you were also associated with the university and a, and a, and a student in a college. So it's not really the place to be pouring out your deepest, darkest, hardest parenting uh, ordeals. Or your, your kids' hardest, deepest, you know, issues. It's not, it's not totally the place for that, I don't think. Um, what I do think, though, and this is what I wanted to say. What I do think is that I think if you're in a community, if you're in a small group, if you have a small group of friends, if you have people in your life that you trust and that you know care about you and care about your kids, whether it's your family or sister or cousin or friends or whatever it is. Uh-oh. That's no good. A tree just straight up fell on top of a truck. That's bad news. Um, I do think that in those types of settings, in an intimate one-on-one setting, I think that the it's very, very important to be honest about what you're experiencing in your home and the things that you're going through. And that's, like I said, that's kind of where I'm at with this podcast. Do I want to talk about uh, going to the OBGYN and getting tested for STDs because my husband cheated on me and then came back into my bed and I don't know what kind of 
you know, I don't know what, what's going on, you know, after that. I don't want to talk about that. It was devastating. It was terrible. It was embarrassing. It was humiliating. It was all those things. But do I think I'm the only woman who's ever experienced that? Absolutely not. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's terrible, like I said, but... I don't believe that I'm the only one who's ever gone through that. And if I just want to be able, I want to say that, say it out loud because I don't ever want anyone to feel like they can't talk about it because they've never heard anybody else having to go through something like that. So if there's one woman in the world who has experienced a similar situation and can be encouraged by me saying, I know how you feel. I know how hard it was. I know how heartbreaking it was. I know how much it hurt to like... Have the nurse um, ask you if you'd also like to be tested for AIDS. I mean, I'm a, like, Christian. I'm as white bread, like, boring as they come. And I've had to be tested for AIDS because I didn't know if I may have been infected with AIDS from my husband who had had multiple other partners. Are you kidding me? It's terrible. But... Like I said, if I can say those things out loud and encourage even just one person in the world to know that they're not the only one who has gone through that, it's worth it. It's enough. That's it for me. Like, that's enough. And that's where I want to say <clears throat> to parents and to, to men and women that find, or if you, when you have people or find people that you can have honest, honest, I mean like raw, embarrassing, honest conversations with your community about things that you're going through. Can you turn to social media and ask the masses for some tips on how to handle a child's behavior because they act out in a certain environment? Absolutely. But when it comes to talking about how difficult it is or how hard it is, you know, how hard it is to manage your child's behavior. And so you go to a therapist so that you can try to figure out if it's something that you're doing. When it comes to those types of, of you know, there's a lot of stigma or there's a lot of shame, you know, there's a lot of societal things that keep people from wanting to talk about things that are outside of the norm you know, we got to talk about it. We have to be honest with the fact that even though we're trying to get through this life and present a picture to the world that our kids are okay, we're okay, our home is okay, our family is okay, we're not okay. We all have things that are going on in our homes that are a mess. We have things that are going on that are a mess. <clears throat> on Wednesday night, <coughs> you know, we went on Tuesday night. I'm sorry. We went, uh, my community ended up changing their trick or treating to Tuesday night because of the weather. And we went to, um, they have like a costume contest. It's cute down at the little fire station. This is a type of like hillbilly stuff that I'm dealing with here. It's perfect though. Like I don't want you to think that I'm dogging it because I really love it. It's really cute. You know, and they like parade all the kids and the different age groups around the middle of the room. And then they, you know, they call out the first, second and third place. Um, and my two year old here. Okay. And this is the thing. We started at 615. She had walked, you know, for probably an hour straight, 45 minutes it's the end of the day and then turned around and then we went into this fire station. She's walking more. She's up moving and carrying on. Um, and so she got irritated at one point and did her call of the raptor ear piercing scream. And I don't know. I, who knows? I don't know if the people in front of her moved to some another part of the room because of that or if they just moved to move. I don't know. But my son said, he was like, this is so embarrassing. It's every day. Every time we go somewhere, Mia's acting this way. It's so embarrassing. Those people just walked away from her because of the way she, because of the way she acted. Um, and it's all, it's all the time. She's screaming. She's crying. It's all the time. And so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. I mean, we're in the middle of like, a, you know, all these people and everything. But 
what I thought was it's so hard. I can't, it's not like I could grab a hold of those people and say, look, she was drug exposed at birth. And so that may really affect how she manages being in a large group setting like this. She is really tired because it's been a long day and we've been out walking and she doesn't really manage her being outside of her routine very well. Um, she was a preemie. And so I don't know how that affected her development. And she maybe is just overwhelmed and overstimulated right now. Or how about this? She's two years old. Like she's just a two year old. And sometimes she's going to scream and it's going to pierce your eardrum. I'm pretty sure I have a scab in my left eardrum. That's like from my ears bleeding because <laughs> feel something in there. Yeah, I mean it pierces your ears. But that's the thing. I don't need, I don't need to do that. I don't need to justify my child's behavior to a stranger. Is it embarrassing? I guess. I, I not to me. I think my son is gets embarrassed sometimes cuz he's he's a child and you know whatever. But I, you know, I do plan on having a conversation with him because I think the thing that he has to know is that these babies may not grow up and present to the world in a typical way that you would see a, a two children present. They may have delays. They may have things that they're not able to manage. They may have behaviors that he's never seen before that may be embarrassing out in public or even in the house when they ask friends over or something. And so, but do I need to chase down a stranger when they walk away from her and explain that to him? Or explain that to them or make sure that they understand what's going on. No, I don't need to. I don't need to do that. I don't need to justify her behavior to a stranger. But what I do need to do is talk to my people. I need to talk to the people in my world that I trust and say, I'm really having a hard time. Mia has moments where she just cries nonstop. She screams at the top of her lungs, regardless of the setting, if she gets irritated or frustrated. Um, can you, can, can you tell me some ideas on things that I might do? Or can you just pray? Can you pray for her? Can you pray for me? Can you, uh, you know, keep us in mind in your prayers and, and think about her and just pray that she'll move past this type of behavior? You know, I, I just, I, I hate the idea of parents holding up at themselves and carrying a lot of hurt and frustration and anger about their children's behavior and not feel like they can be honest, especially with their friends about, you know, what's going on. I'm in this small group on Facebook. So it's a private group, which is different, I think, than just like your, your public feed or whatever. But it's a private group of moms that do different types of service activities. And I really loved a while back that one of the moms posted on there, full transparency, full honesty, that her mornings were just hell, that the kids would not get up. They would not get ready. They screamed. They were nasty. They were rude. I mean, she put, made a detailed description of how the, that particular morning had gone and asked for help. That's perfect. I love that. I love the idea of being very honest and just transparent about what you're going through. Because here's the thing, there's no reason to be embarrassed. There's no reason to feel any shame about anything that your kids are have going on. You're, if you're doing the best that you can do, your kid has a personality. Your kid has a, a genetic makeup that's going to maybe make them do things that are different than other kids. My son, for the longest time, my oldest son, and I still think he does have, I think still he does have some of these tendencies, especially when he gets stressed out. I believe that he has some obsessive compulsive tendencies. He straight up told me one time that he felt like he had to do this, this, and this and touch this, this, and this to be able to move through to the next activity. Because if not, it would consume him and he couldn't focus on anything else. That's like if you look up obsessive compulsive disorder in the diagnostic manual, that's pretty much word for word, <laughs> the description. And you know what? I I just felt like, okay, 
if this is what he is, if this is what he has, if this is what's going on, then that's what it is. It, I just kept an eye. I talked about it to other people. I just talked about it to my family, to my mom and, you know, just kind of watched, watched and waited to see how things would play out to see if it needed to be addressed any further than just in our home. Um, you know, my seven, my kids honestly have been through a lot and they probably need to be seeing a therapist. I definitely need to be seeing a therapist. I would encourage anybody to see a therapist. My issue is time and I know I need to make it a priority. I just, the other day on Instagram talked about self-care and I know that one of the main things that I could benefit from when it comes to self-care is talking with a therapist. Um, and I encourage everyone and anyone to do that. <clears throat> I think that it is so, so very helpful. I'm getting, I'm getting distracted here on this tangent, but what I really wanted to say was, you know, if it had come to the point of him needing a therapist and if it had come to the point of him needing medication or treatment or whatever it would be, that's just what it is. There's nothing there to be embarrassed about. I think, you know, if he had diabetes, I wouldn't hide that from the world. I'd have a sticker on my car. He'd have an insulin pump around his waist. We'd be sending supplies to school. Nobody would think twice about talking about it. So why is it that when our children have mental health, anxiety, or obsessive compulsive, or depression, or things like that, why is it that we're not more honest with the world about what's going on on, when it comes to those types of diagnoses? If they have behavior, if they're defiant, if they have ADHD, you know, if they have uh, outbursts, or... Um, you know, if they throw tempers that are past just normal temper tantrums that last for an hour, if they have those types of behaviors and they have those types of, you know, potentially mental health diagnosis, we have to talk about it. The only way to break the stigma and to break the shame and to break down the embarrassment that, that people are feeling when their children have those types of diagnoses or behaviors is to talk about it and to try to normalize it just like, <clears throat> You talk about a physical health diagnosis and normalize that. Um, so that's just where I just felt really bad. I felt really, really frustrated and upset for that mom because I thought, man, I just hate the idea of any parent sitting in their house and crying or being upset or feeling like they're alone because of whatever their kid's going through. You're not alone. Everyone, every family in this world, in our country, in our state, in your city, in your town, in your school, every family is in some way dealing with some issue. Some may be more pronounced than others, but you know, it's happening. It's going on. There's, you're not alone. You're not the only one whose kid is doing these things. You're not the only one. My son at four years old, four or five years old, I'm sure I'm going to tell you all the weird things that my kids have done. So it makes it out. So you feel more comfortable when talking about your kids and go. Now my son at four or five years old, for some reason, well, at one point he, uh, he was peeing on the floor in his bedroom and he, we found out that that was because we had told him not to come out of his room until we got up. And because he didn't put two and two together, he just thought that meant like, absolutely. Even if you have to use the bathroom. So he just would pee on a floor, like in the corner. And then it progressed to, I'm angry about having an older sister that's taking attention from me. So now I'm going to pee on a chair in her room too. You know, my kids have done stuff like this that's not normal, that's concerning, that's like, is there a problem? Should we possibly talk to a doctor? Um, my, My son and my daughter have made decisions that I'm like... This is outside of the realm of like normal kid behavior. What should I do? What, you know, they've done things. And, and it's just, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. You just have to talk about it. You have to get out there. You have to be honest about it. You have to put your, put yourself out there and be vulnerable with people because I think what you'll see that happens is that you'll make that first step of being honest and being vulnerable. And then the person that you're telling is going to look at you and say, Oh yeah, my kid's done that too. Oh, absolutely. My kid does that all the time. Oh yeah, my cousin, my niece and my my sister's kids, they they absolutely do that kind of stuff all the time. And then and then the moment that you hear those words, 
you're going to feel an amazing sense of relief to where you're going to realize that you absolutely are not alone in dealing with whatever the issue is. Now, are you going to have to get connected up with like a specialized support group before you find a parent who has a child who's experiencing the same thing? Maybe, maybe it's not something that's real common in other kids, but do that. Find a support group, find a group of parents who have, of adopted children who have who have children that have had traumatic starts, find a group of parents of children who had traumatic, um, you know, in utero (laughs) before they were born, find parents who have had similar experiences as you, um, whether it's they've had adopted children or international adopted children or children that have come out of foster care, whatever it would be so that the chances of, them experiencing the same things as you are obviously higher, but that's really all on that topic. I just wanted to encourage and say, you're not alone. I'm going to say it over and over. You're not alone and don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't beat yourself up. Don't isolate yourself. Don't keep your children isolated because you're worried about what other people will think. Screw other people. Look, screw other people. I'm never going to keep my two-year-old home because she screams like a, a, a raptor when she gets upset. I'm not doing it. Look, if you want to talk to me about it, if you want to have a conversation as to why she acts that way, let's do it. First of all, she might just be two. She might just be a, a jerk and not care and want to just scream when she gets mad. I don't know. You know how two-year-olds are. They do what they want. There could be other things. If you want to have a conversation with me about what's going on, let's do it. Let's talk about it. But I'm never going to keep my kids home. I'm never going to isolate them because of the things that they're doing. We're going to be active. And I just encourage you to do the same. I just took a break here to uh, go see a patient. Of course, I let his dog out like an idiot. (laughs) People, All my patients have dogs. Bless their hearts. Which is good. I'm not a big um, pet person. I have a cat right now, a kitten that I'm not a monster. I couldn't let it starve and die in my little side out, out side building in my house. But uh, yeah, I'm not really a dog person. I don't really get into pets in general, but I'm glad that my patients have dogs. It's a companion, it's security, blah, blah, blah. But I did let this guy's dog out and I felt like a real jerk for doing it on accident. But anyway, um, two things that I thought of as I was um, just walking back here to my car. Number one, I just want to encourage parents to to know <clears throat> that whatever your child, whatever extra thing that your child is going through, whatever different thing that your child is going through, um, that's not all that they are. That's not the that doesn't define who they are. Um, there are so many other things about your child that are wonderful and amazing and great. And I just, I just hope that, that as parents that we can, we can acknowledge that our kids have behavior or defiance or whatever it is that's outside of the norm, that's outside of this like robot perfect picture that I think we see a lot of times on social media I just hope that we can look outside of that and acknowledge that, you know, our kids are not maybe fitting those pictures, but then also acknowledge that that's not all that they are, that they have a lot more, you know, their personality and their behavior and their just little people trying to figure out the world just like we are. And a lot of times it's harder for some kids than it is for others. The other thing would be that I just thought of was I'm thinking here I just encourage and encourage, encourage people to have a community that they can feel comfortable with being honest and talk to. And I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at being on, not, not because I'm, I'm not willing to be honest or I'm not willing to open up or I'm not willing to talk about what's going on in my life. It's just honestly like time. It's just time and exposure. I used to be a part of a small group that met on Sunday nights for my church and I was pretty religious about going to that and being really honest and open about what was going on in my life. And then it ended up that group changed and started meeting on Sunday mornings. And it's just is not feasible for me to get. It is feasible. I could do it. I choose not to. I'm being honest. I choose not to because we rush out the door early every other morning of the week. 
And so Sunday mornings, um, to have a little bit of a slower morning is just something that I've decided to kind of, I don't know. I just kind of said, no, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bust up my Sunday morning, um, and have it be chaotic. And like, I just hate those Sunday mornings where you're like, get your damn shoes on. We're going to church. Like it just feels a little bit counteractive (laughs) to go into church with that type of an attitude. And when we have to be somewhere, all of us early, uh, and like put together and socially like acceptable for the public, that's where it goes. It just goes to crazy and it's not a good look. We all walk in there like frazzled and, and upset and tired from like the, the stress of trying to get ready. So anyway, so I don't really have a group. I don't really have, um, a lot of people that I really talk about, talk with, talk to about things. I don't really have like a close, close, um, group. I have a couple of really close friends that I do talk to, but not a lot. So here's what I'm going to say. If you're in that same situation, which as parents, I think it's not, it's not that I don't want it. It's not that I don't want to have those things, but it's just what it is. Like, I just don't have the time. I don't really always have the energy to give to friendships and relationships, which just makes me sound like a jerk. I know, but I, I want to say that, like, I think as parents that that's kind of normal. Like, I think that it's kind of the case that you just get kind of caught up with your kids. And if you have a spouse, you have that person to talk to. And so outside of that, you maybe don't have a lot of people. But what I want to say is that if you don't have um, someone to talk to, if you don't have a group or a community that you can talk to or you can vent to about things that are going on in your life, please email me. Please email me and I will talk to you and I will listen. And, you know, even if you don't know me, I will like be available. (laughs) I don't want anybody to sit and think, listen to this and think, oh, great. Like her advice is to talk about what's going on with my kids, but I don't have anybody to talk to. No, you do. It's.me.sam.podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. I will give you my phone number. We'll talk on the phone. We'll, you'll text me and I'll take six hours to text you back. I'm just going to give you a heads up on that. Or I just won't at all. And you'll think that I'm a terrible person, but I promise I'm not. Um, or you'll text me and I'll call you and that'll make you really mad because I'm not very good at texting. Sorry. But yeah, that's kind of how it'll play out, but I will be available and I would love to just make sure that you, everyone who's, anyone who's listening has somebody to talk to and has, uh, and just know, like I said, you're not alone. We're all, we're all going through it. We're, none of us are okay. None of us are picture perfect. Like you see on social media, is it being talked about enough? No, but we're all going through stuff and I think you can find people to talk to. So that's about it for today. Somehow I drug that out to be an hour long podcast. How? I don't even know what I talked about. I got to go back and re-listen to this thing. <laughs> Um, that's about it for today. I'm so excited right now. The other day I really want to talk about, yeah, I'm, I'm not terrible, but I'm kind of sucking it up at not eating fast food. Um, just because I haven't had great options for my lunch, uh, at home. So I've, have been eating out some for lunch, but I went through, I went to go to Taco Bell yesterday and there was like 60 people in the drive through line. I just pulled up to this one right now and there's nobody. Yeah, that's the kind of world I'm living in where I get excited about pulling into the Taco Bell drive-thru and there not being anybody else in it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. I really appreciate y'all listening and I'm going to, like I said, I I can't guarantee any consistency, but I can guarantee you that I'm not going anywhere and then I'll be back next week. I talked to Jill yesterday. I finished the Audible version of Girl, Wash Your Face, and I have a lot of things to talk about with it. She has not yet finished it, but she's working on it. And so we're trying to come up with another topic. We have a topic, but it's super touchy, super, super emotional and like just dramatic. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to approach it. And then eventually when she finishes the book, we'll be talking about that. So 
Um, again, if you have opinions about that book, feel free to send them my way and we'll include that when we do that recording. Um, if you are listening and you feel like you have a story to share or you have something that um, has happened in your life and you're thinking, you know what, not only do I want to talk to people about it, but I want to share it with the world and share it with on, on a platform <clears throat> like a podcast, please contact me. I am all about having as many guests on as possible. It's really hard to schedule right now because of all of the um, activities in school and Halloween. And blah, 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 blah. But we will figure it out. We'll make it happen. I'd love to hear from you. Like I mentioned before, you can email me. You can message me on Facebook, on the Facebook group or on Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll get it happening. Even if you're um, not like in my community, I definitely have. Can We can uh, figure out, you know, making arrangements to... Um, to have it recorded through Skype. So get in touch. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear your story. Um, you know, I heard on a, on a, uh, I think I talked about this, that there's over a billion active, um, Instagram accounts. And then there are over, um, I mean, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of new podcasts that are being added probably every day, weekly, like podcasts are the wave of the future and are a platform of reaching the world and, and not the world, obviously anyone who speaks English, but, um, they're just a way of really a platform to be able to reach a lot of people. And I just, I think that, I just think it's amazing. I just think let's take advantage of it. Christians church, let's take advantage of an opportunity to be able to, um, just put our voices out there put our stories out and, uh, and, you know, just be honest about the lives that we're living. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm completely distracted right now because I'm trying to find this address. Found it. I'm about to eat my chalupa. And look, I am fully aware that a chalupa is not a good plan, not a good food item to be, um, eating right now in my eating plan. I'm aware I'm also aware that this is what I want to eat right now, and it's a poor choice. I'm fully aware of that. I went to the gym yesterday for the first time. Oh my gosh, it's been it's been a while. This is usually what happens in the summer. I'm just an outside gal. Like we eat dinner and then we just go outside, and I don't think twice about going to the Y. But in the winter, when it starts to cool off, I'm like, we got to get out of this house. Where can we go? And that's why I keep my Y membership. So there's months and months that I pay for it and we don't go. But as soon as it starts to cool off, here we go. My Charlie is uh, wanting to run track in the spring and he's not really doing any sports right now. Praise Jesus. So we have just committed to a training schedule of at least three to four times a week where he's going to run and do lifting and things like that to try to get, stay in shape for track. So it'll be his first year running track. So that's what we're doing. We're going to the Y. I feel good. You know what? I dreaded it. I didn't want to go, but it took one time of me going to remember how much I, I'm going to say this, even though it's embarrassing. I really love working out. I really love lifting weights. I really love doing it. So now I'm like, now I'm like, I've, I've scratched the itch and now I'm not going to be able to get enough of it. And I'll probably end up being there every day. So I do really like it though. And it's, uh, I, I like being there. It's a good time. So that's about it for today. Thank y'all for listening. I'll talk to y'all the next time. Have a great day. I'll see you later. Bye.